So I uh, smoked heroin once. What was that experience like? Um, I think I was too young to appreciate the experience. How old were you? Uh, this was my first time smoking weed. So I was 15, I think. A freshman in high school? Freshman in high school. And I was like probably the last of my friends to smoke weed. So I, I hadn't done it. They had all been smoking weed. And they, they were like, we're going to get you high tonight, Zach. We're going to. You know, the whole night's about just getting me high. Because that, that's what would happen. It would be like, friends would be like initiated one by one. It'd be like, you're getting high tonight. And then you. And finally, it was my turn. And it was supposed to be this big thing. It was supposed to be a bunch of people. And then like, I think a bunch of people got like grounded or something. This was like when report cards were coming out. And all my friends were like failing everything. Oh, so yeah. I, it ended up just being me and this other guy um, and his brother. Uh, well, I'll just say his first name, Christian. So I went over, I had no idea what weed looked like. I had no clue anything about it. I go over and he's got this box. He opens it up and it's got flour in it. And there's also like these white specks all over the place. And that was kind of a red flag for me. I was like, what, what is that? Is that how it's supposed to look? And he was just like, yeah, 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 definitely. So we end up smoking a bunch of this white weed mixture and it fucked me up really bad, but I had no idea what it was like to be high. And what happened was like my vision started getting really shaky. I couldn't see anything straight. And then there was this moment, like I started laughing because th this guy, Christian, he was arguing with his brother, Zach and they, cause they would fight all the time. You know, they were, Zach only, was like, in my class. I yeah. Think. They were only a year apart. So they would fight all the time. And there was this point where it like literally felt like I lifted out of my body and I was watching everything from above, like it was on like a TV screen. And I thought that's what smoking weed was. So it was crazy. It was just a crazy experience the whole night. And I was just like, I'm not doing this again. Cause I was incapable of doing anything. Like he would be like, I remember at one point he was like, dude, let's eat some bagel bites or something. And he wanted me to repair them. And I couldn't even like whenever there was a plate in front of me, I couldn't tell where the plate was. So I just kept grabbing air. Like I, I had no sense of direction nothing i mean i was out of it you were chasing the dragon <clears throat> chasing the dragon yeah and he told me the next day he's like dude i didn't understand a single fucking word you said last night and at a certain point i didn't remember the night because apparently there was a big party his brother ended up having a party with a bunch of people over i have no idea what happened i was blacked out at that point so then come to find out uh this was a few days later i saw christian at school and he goes uh dude um that wasn't completely weed we smoked the other night. And he was, it was like he was finding out for the first time, too. Because at this point, he had probably only smoked weed a few times. He didn't know. He's like, yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was heroin. So how did he not know? Well, again, because he was so new to it. It's like shit was laced back then all the time. Because you're buying it from sketchy people. It's not like today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shit was laced, but we were all so young. I don't think anyone could identify. Pre-medical weed in Maine. Right. So I think when some young kids told like, oh, no, that's normal. He's just like, oh, okay, this must just be a different strand of weed. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I smoked heroin. I, I haven't done it since. I smoked uh, cocaine once. Yeah. Yeah, weed laced with cocaine. I didn't know it. How old were you? 
This was last year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I almost died, dude. How did you not know it was laced with cocaine? Because the person that I smoked it with. Was it already in a joint? It was in a bowl. But you didn't see any cocaine? I didn't see anything. Or anything? No. no, he was just like, here, uh, smoke this. He's like, you want to smoke? And I said, yeah, sure. Because I had smoked with him a bunch before, prior to that. And did he know there was cocaine in it? That, I don't know. You never asked him? I I, I asked him because uh-huh. I had to go to the hospital. I almost fucking died. All this shit happened. You went to the hospital? Mm-hmm. The next day, because I was so fucked up from it. I had to go to work. I went to work, and I was still fucked up. And by some random chance, uh, this guy showed up who thought he was scheduled, but he wasn't. This was like 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he shows up, and I'm dying. Like, I'm dying. I don't know what's wrong with me. I never felt this way smoking weed before. Because um, my lungs started pulsating. My heart started pulsating. I called you that night, and I was like, dude, I'm really fucked up right now. And you're like, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I do remember you calling me. Because I was I think I told out. you to just, like, go to bed or something. Yeah, you were like, just do some push-ups, go to bed. Yeah. Well, because I think you said it might have been laced. Yeah. And when I heard because- it was cocaine, I was like, well, you shouldn't fight it. You should, like. Do so, get the energy out. Because I didn't know, and what what had ended up happening, I was like passing out and waking back up, passing out and waking back up. I puked everywhere. Are you sure this wasn't heroin? This was cocaine. This just doesn't sound like a reaction. I, to that's that. that's what they told me at the hospital. Oh, okay. I guess yeah, they would. So, because uh, the doctor, when I told him what happened, he's like, "That sounds like cocaine to me." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I sm- I smoked weed that was laced with cocaine. I, it, it it fucked me up. It it took me a couple weeks to recover, dude. So you at how old? So a year ago, 28? Yeah, I just turned 28. So you at 28, you take cocaine, you almost die. Me at 15, I smoke heroin and walk away the next morning like a fucking boss. I'm Taylor Berryman. How can people find you, Taylor? Find me on Facebook just by my name and on Instagram as the underscore Poptimist. Also, check out the Poptimist podcast, which is now streaming on all major platforms. Nice. You can find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook just as Zachary Lehman and on Twitter at Writing Lehman. So today we are talking about a show uh, that we both very much love. Four season show on FX. Hasn't been on when did it end? Probably a few years, a couple years ago. Yeah, maybe like 2014 or 2015. Um, Wilfred. Yes. Adapted from an Australian TV series. Yes. And the actor playing Wilfred carries over. So mm-hmm. just a small overview of Wilfred since we're going to talk about a specific character who recurs throughout the show. Yes. But first, a, a quick overview of the show. Elijah Wood plays Ryan, um, a guy dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And one day his neighbor's dog starts talking to him and he appears as basically just a man in a dog suit and he's a madman and then become best friends and smoke weed together. And it sounds very goofy and it is, but there's also some pretty, some, some pretty deep storylines. There's, there's a lot of heart to the show. Yeah, it takes, it does some deep dives on mental health for sure. Um, but yeah, it is very goofy. Obviously, because it's a man in a dog suit. Yes. He becomes a real character. And no one else sees him as well. 
No one sees him except the man we'll be talking about today. Yes. The one and only Bruce. Played by Dwight Yoakam. The one and only Dwight Yoakam. Uh, he appeared in... Well, Bruce himself appeared in four episodes, one episode a season. The last season uh, doesn't count. That was not Bruce. It was the least interesting Baldwin, Billy Baldwin. I don't know why it wasn't Dwight Yoakam. I, I think season four was a little rushed. Yeah. But played by Dwight Yoakam over three episodes we're going to talk about because Bruce is just one of the best TV characters ever made. And Dwight Yoakam was perfectly cast as him. So strange. And Dwight Yoakam's a pretty strange guy in a good way, in mm-hmm. a very, very good way. Um, I was going to say about Dwight Yoakam really quick. Is there any other... I was thinking when I was watching this, is there any other country music star who has as big of an acting career as him? I don't think there is. Not a lot of country stars cross over. There's a few. I mean, you could say Dolly Parton. Yeah, okay, yeah. Dolly Parton, I guess, would be bigger. Um, but Dwight Young is the most interesting because some people don't even know him from his music. They know him from the movies. I mean, he's been in Panic Room, worked with David Fincher, uh, Steven Soderbergh. He was in Sling Blade. Just a really interesting guy. Crank movies. And he's great here. So first episode he appears in, season one, Doubt. episode 11, Doubt. And every episode, by the way, starts off with a quote that will play into the theme of the episode. Yes. What is the first quote? Doubt must be no more than vigilance. Otherwise, it can become dangerous. And that is George C. Lichtenberg. I guess he's uh, some kind of German scientist or some shit. Mm. So, as we open the show, Ryan has stopped smoking weed. He's cleaning up the basement, which is where him and uh, Wilfred always hang out, have nonsense conversations. Wilfred's not happy about this. He's not happy about his friend stopping smoking weed. He's vacuuming down there. Wilfred comes down and wrestles the vacuum. Wrestles the vacuum like a dog would. Yeah, that's one thing I'll say is no matter how deep Wilfred gets, there are constant reminders that this is a dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> the humor shouldn't work, but I never got tired of it. No, dogs, it's so. always funny. <laughs> um, so then we get our first glimpse of Bruce when they're outside. Bruce, even though we don't know who he is yet, because this is our introduction to Bruce. He's uh, driving by slow. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam with his sunglasses on, trucker hat, drives by very slow, which is how I picture Dwight Yoakam spending a lot of his free time, just freaking people out. Like That seems very Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> Uh, so then he's doing, they, they have a big fight about him stopping smoking weed. Then he's doing yoga on the beach with his sister, Kristen, who's throughout the, she's throughout the, the show. Again, Wilfred smelling buttholes like dogs. He's, he's smelling their, their farts while they're doing yeah, yoga. Yeah, he's appreciating. Like a wine. Yes, because it is a fine wine to him. Ryan sees Bruce again. Bruce is standing on a boardwalk, just staring at him. Again, wearing glasses and a trucker hat, being freaky. But then he disappears. And, oh, his sister looks. This is the other thing. He doesn't know if Bruce is a part of his mind. Because he doesn't know whether Wilfred's real. He doesn't know how much of the shit he's He doesn't doing. know if Bruce is real. Yeah, so he's like, Bruce could be... Because at this point, he's kind of convinced Wilfred's probably a manifestation of his mind. Like, he might be a little schizophrenic or something. Because his mom is also crazy for some more background. She's in a, a mental, mental, insti- yeah, institution. mental institution. Uh, so then Wilfred and Ryan talking again. Ryan announces he's going on a date. He wants to go on a date with a nice girl. Start a relationship. Wilfred, however, takes uh, this dating app, whatever dating app he's on. He's like, no, you got to find one and done. Well, I like what Wilfred says when he shows the girl... 
that Ryan's going on a, a date on. Ryan shows it to him, and he says she's a donkey face thing with braces. <laughs> With the braces, and Ryan says she doesn't have braces, and Wolford says it's on her legs. Mm-hmm. You just can't see him. It's holding up her donkey face. I love to. He he finds one chick, and he goes, favorite music, all types? This chick must be an expert at music. Like, that's a that, plus to him. <laughs> that's the uh, the chick, Angelique. Angelique, who we'll see later. Yes. Um. So, again, they're fighting. Uh, we go to, they're at a clothes store. Wilfred is dining on some shoes while Ryan shops. Bruce finally confronts Ryan. And Ryan figures out Bruce can see Wilfred. Mm-hmm. And he sees exactly what he sees. So he takes him into a, a stall. He's talking about, Wilfred ruined my life. Call me. You, you, you can't let him do it to you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wilfred doesn't see him. He does con, uh, confront Wilfred, ask him, have you ever talked to anyone but me, any other human? Wilfred tells some bullshit story about some dude at a party. Said hi to him, but it turned out to be a guy behind him. <laughs> and then he says, is there a guy behind me right now? Yeah. And then he looks and there's no one there. <laughs> um, but he says, no, you're you're one of a kind, Ryan. So then Ryan's meeting with Bruce, the fucking great Dwight Yoakam. Because he wants answers as, as to why he can see Wilfred. Yeah. Because the whole thing with the doubt is he's doubting his relationship with Wilfred because Wilfred at times helps him out and there are other times yes but the sabotage always ends up helping him out in some way Wilfred is chaotic good yeah so Bruce tells this story about how uh you know he met Wilfred and they started smoking weed a lot and he couldn't spend any time on anything else and uh, he mentions, casually mention, mentions the possibility that uh, Wilfred may or may not have convinced him to make out with his dad. At a party. Yeah, but then he's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> he's like, that didn't happen. Um, he also has, oh, this was uh, the worst thing he says Wilfred did to him. Poked a hole in one of his condoms when he was going to fuck a stripper. Because apparently Bruce has a weakness for strippers. Who doesn't? Good on you, Bruce. And now he has uh, this stripper's two twin twin kids, according to him. <laughs> it was her. Her name was like Cinnamon or some shit. It was Cinnamon, yeah. So he was like, now I'm the the proud father of Cinnamon's firstborn twins. <laughs> so he describes all this. Um, then uh, Wilfred is back to well, what Wilfred? I mean, uh, sorry, Ryan goes on his date. He thinks it's going to be with the nice girl because mm-hmm, he set it up. It's with Angelique. It's with Angelique. She Who, by the is, way, I like Angelique. Uh, dude, she's 100% my type. Yeah, mine too. I like Angelique. Wilfred has good taste. I don't know what the fuck Ryan's talking about. Because he's immediately uncomfortable. Because she's joking about like getting she's, kind of um, drunk before the date. And... She's what Andrew Dice Clay would call a big-titted animal. She is, yes. In a good way, she's a big-titted animal. Ryan calls Wilfred, Wilfred. and says, what the hell? Well, why am I on the date with this girl, and he says, you mean the alcoholic blowjob machine? Because the girl oh, shows... Oh, yeah, alcoholic blowjob machine. She shows that. up, and she's <laughs> like, I had a, a gin and Sprite before I came here while I was getting ready. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I had two. Yeah, and then you also realize she's been talking to Wilfred, because she's like, honestly, I wasn't going to come on this date, all that weird stuff you're saying about the post office, but... <laughs> yeah, and she was saying, he was saying sick shit in the message, and she's like, but truthfully, I don't like my mailman either. Yeah, and then... uh he goes to the bathroom. Well, he finds Wilfred's planted a condom in his wallet. Because he's like, uh, I'll pay for everything. I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. And Angelique, my kind of girl, she sees a drop and she's like, oh, I see what's happening. 
we're gonna go we're gonna go home call it a night she's like i'm good with that ryan's on that ryan's kind of a pussy i gotta be honest yeah at times he reminds me of somebody we know yeah a little bit a little bit a little smarter a little smarter he he was was a lawyer lawyer. he was a lawyer so he goes to the bathroom and he's throwing water in his face bruce is there again he comes out of the stall yeah well, he was taking a shit. He was taking a shit. And Bruce goes, does that condom have a hole in it? And Ryan checks it, and it does have a hole in it. So he could have knocked up Angelique. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. But, hey, if that's what you want. I mean, I don't want someone poking holes in my condoms. Do you use condoms? Of course I use condoms. Safe man. Unless they don't want a condom to be used, then who am I to argue? I'm all about women's rights, dude. Uh, so we're back. <laughs> you got something to say, Millhouse? No. no. Are you sure, Millhouse? What did you think of Angelique Millhouse? Do you, do you remember this episode? I remember this episode. Oh, vaguely. God. Yeah. Let's hear what fucking. She was hot. What, what did you think of her? Did you think she was fat? No. Why would you think she's fat? She's not fat at all. She's a beautiful woman. No. Yeah, she's beautiful, dude. Yeah. She's my type of girl. You would you if you had a chance to go on a date with her, would you? Probably. Pro- probably. I'd like to think I would. You'd like to think you would, or would you? Honestly, probably wouldn't have. But why? Why wouldn't you? I just probably wouldn't have. Maybe. I don't. I All right, don't Milhouse, stop sweating. <laughs> just stop. It's it's gross to watch. So Bruce tells Ryan. Um, you got to Well, first he's like, you got to get rid of Wilfred. And Ryan's like, you mean kill him? He's like, Jesus Christ, no. What the fuck is wrong with you? But he says, take him to the middle of nowhere. Just lose him because he's going to ruin your life. So he tells Wilfred, we're going to go to a pot field. And Wilfred is very, very excited. Yeah, he's like, there's no security. We can just get as much weed as we want. Mm-hmm. Takes him to the middle of the woods. And he's trying to leave him there. But Wilfred knows something's up. And then Bruce comes back. He comes out of, out of the woods, too. Out of nowhere. Wearing out of his nowhere. Little, little stupid hat he's got on. Yeah. <laughs> Not a trucker hat this time. It was like a little fedora or whatever the fuck that and is. And there's a uh, like a confrontation. Uh, Wilfred pretends not to see Bruce. Yeah, to, first. To fuck with Ryan because of that idea He's like, who doubt. are you talking about, Ryan? And then Ryan's like, oh, fuck. But then Bruce spits in Wilfred's face. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Bruce, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so all of a sudden... Uh, Bruce and Wilfred are fighting. Ryan's getting no answers. Ryan is, again, the victim of fucking Wilfred's mind games, which is a common theme. Eventually, Wilfred and Bruce get into a big fight. And it kind of looks... Well, Bruce pulls a gun. Ryan eventually gets this gun because there's a scuffle. And Bruce and Wilfred are fighting. And Bruce is about to cave Wilfred's head in with a rock. And Ryan is trying to figure out what to do. He's like, I don't want to shoot you. I don't want to shoot you. He has the gun pointed at the sky at first because he's going to like try and yeah. shoot. to. But then shoots Bruce in the back. Kills a man. Cold-blooded. He falls over. Wolfrey congratulates Ryan. Yeah. Ten seconds later, Bruce is like, hi, Ryan. He's alive. He's alive. (laughs) The gun is full of blanks. Wilfred and Bruce have been scheming together this entire time. As they do throughout the course of the show. Now, and Bruce does allude to, he says, uh, good game, Ryan. And then we we realize later, this is uh, Wilfred and Bruce's thing. They just play these weird games. But let me ask you, 
what the fuck was Wilfred's lesson here? It was about the doubt. Ryan was doubting Wilfred and his guidance, and he was trying to instill in him to to trust him. I, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, that's basically what he says. He's like, uh, you know, when it came in the moment, you made the decision on faith. Yes. Not doubt. Um, and then every episode basically ends with them. They're either sitting on the couch or they're on a beach. Wherever they are, they're smoking weed. Yeah. And they're smoking weed here. And Ryan always has some kind of lesson. Um, he says, you know, I have a long a long road ahead of me. He's admitting... Um, He's admitting like he's not because that's the thing like Ryan has whatever his mental disability is. He has this uncanny need to lie to himself and always think he's ready to do something. Which also sounds like someone we know. Milhouse kind of is like a backwoods retarded Ryan. Yes. You ever think about getting a dog? Yeah, I've thought about getting a dog. Smoking weed with it? Yeah, you know, I, w- I would do that. <laughs> I'd get a dog. I wouldn't smoke weed with it. Riveting stuff, Milhouse. <laughs> Riveting stuff. Um, <laughs> so then uh, at the end, uh, this was kind of funny when they're smoking pot. He's trying to get Wilfred to say what he is. And Wilfred said, or no, he says, uh, how'd you meet Bruce? And he goes, okay, I'm going to tell you. He says Bruce was a professor at Harvard. And he put an impossible math equation on a chalkboard. And only Wilfred the janitor could solve it. <laughs> Ryan's like, wait, Goodwill Hunting? Because <laughs> uh, Wilfred has an obsession with Matt Damon. Yeah, it's his favorite, his favorite actor. So then he says, no, that was a lie. All right, you deserve to know the truth. Uh, Bruce was an Irish mob boss, and he implanted me into the Boston Police Department. And then Ryan says, the departed? The departed. And then he's caught red-handed, so then he says, okay. The truth is I don't remember much. I don't remember my name, where I came from. All I know is my name is Jason Bourne. Which, of course, the Bourne series. Yeah. Um, so then we're on to the next episode, season two, Truth. Episode eight. What quote do we open with? The truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable. James Garfield, 20th president, who was assassinated six weeks after he took office. And that's a great quote. Yes. That's my favorite quote out of all the ones Mm -hmm. in these episodes. What does it mean to you? It means that the truth is going to make your life better, but the truth is always going to hurt. Because, like, when you hear that, you think of, like, you know, you find out the truth about someone you're dating, or you find out the truth about what someone thinks of you, or you find out some truth about yourself. It's always always a wound. Uncomfortable. Which is... That's why the truth is a problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's why so many people avoid the truth or avoid seeking the truth because that's a painful fucking process. You know, it's like we were talking about uh, throwback to, to with teeth, Trent Reznor. It's a lot to find that scab and then go into it and head into your soul. And it find out a, why it's there. It ain't a fun thing to do. But that long journey ultimately pays off, which is really that quote is, I mean, that's what this show's about. You know what I mean? That is mm-hmm. what... Uh, Ryan's journey is is discovering the truth of himself mm-hmm. which is kind of masked in finding the truth of Wilfred yes because w- Wilfred kind of represents I don't know what do, you, what do you think it is that Wilfred represents I think he represents the good that is in in every single one of us like that that thing in life that the Jiminy Cricket 
Yeah, I think he is. In some ways, you can say he he personifies Ryan's id, but he's more in control than that. I think Wilfred is just the part of our brain. It's like you said, the good chaos. You know what I mean? And Bruce would be the bad chaos. Bruce would be bad chaos, yeah. He's um, chaotic evil. Because the good chaos would be like, he is a lot of our, he's the truest form of Ryan, which he is controlled by a lot of his basest impulses, but he's also encouraging Ryan constantly to just be more honest. I mean, that's usually this next episode. I mean, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Every time he's pushing Ryan, it's because it's like, look, man, just fucking look in the mirror and deal with yourself. So Wilfred is the thing that I think we all need. You know what I mean? He's the part of our brain that's so suppressed by that people suppress themselves. The fantasy would be to have that part of your brain personified in another person. And Ryan's the only one who can see it. Right. But wouldn't you love that? To have so, that part of your brain just personified and then to push you to go through that journey. Because that's what it is. I mean, they're basically just taking a character and they're using this character to personify this mental health journey. You know what I mean? They're just doing it with weed and dog jokes, which, why the fuck wouldn't you? Why else would you watch? You know what I mean? So we open this show. Uh, Ryan is now in a relationship with a girl named Amanda, mm -hmm. who we will find out on the show is crazy, and the actress who plays her is also crazy. Yes, who is a part of the whole Nexium sex cult. Yes. Allison Mack. She was on Smallville. Yeah, that was her big, big role. Probably this in Smallville is what I know her from. I don't know anything else. But yeah, she was a part of her. Big sex cult, and uh, we find out she's very unstable later this season. But they're in the throes of romance. They wake up. Uh, first red flag. This is a crazy girl thing. Yes. Uh, first thing in the morning, he just wakes up, and she goes, what's your biggest secret? I'd be like, whoa. And that's the reaction Ryan has. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, I'm going to tell you where the dead bodies are? What the fuck? And also the other crazy girl thing, she's like, okay, well, what's your second biggest secret? Let's say, say it on three. And they both say it. She says, I don't have any clean underwear. And then Ryan says, oh, I love dude. you. Simp, dude. Ryan's a bit of a simp. Oh. You have a reaction to that, Milhouse? No, what, Milhouse? What are you saying no to? What exactly are you saying no to? Well, Taylor looked at me like that's something that I would do. I did oh. did I did I say that, dude? No, but you he did at not me. say that. The Wilfred part of your brain told you that that's what you would say. No, and you just personified it into Taylor's look. I don't agree with this, dude. I could totally see this happening to Milhouse. Like I love you. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's your biggest secret? Well, I love you. I could totally see that happening. No, dude. So you think you're better than Ryan? Is that what we're getting at? I think I'm at least equal. Maybe, maybe not better. I don't think that I would do that. I think that I would be better better than that. What if you were actually in love with the girl? You wouldn't tell her you're in love with her? Not in that way. Why? But she, she kind of sneak attacked him, dude. Yeah. She Pearl Harbored him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> she did Pearl Harbor. I mean, it is a fitting. It is a fitting. Because <laughs> Pearl Harbor happened early in the morning. Yeah. That's what she did. Yeah. So you know what? She's in the wrong. Don't be she is in that the wrong. shit. That shit's not okay. Well, and she also tells a secret that's not that big. 
You know what also, I mean? Also, like, why? she was trying to get the info out of Ryan. She was trying to get right. him to say it. And I would also be like, okay, why don't you have clean underwear? Why is that a secret that tells me you have some weird thing about, like, you like having dirty underwear? Because why would that be a secret? You would just clean your underwear. Throw it in the wash, you dirty bitch. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand that. If it's a secret, you've got to have, like, a dirty underwear fetish, which... Says all kinds of gross. Maybe she sells them online. That's a secret I could respect. If you were like, I sell my dirty undies online. I'd be like, what's the website? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, he says, uh, I love you. She gets a little freaked out. Uh, Wilfred is getting ready for the end of the world. He is in like apocalypse gear. Because dogs can sense when something bad is coming. And Wilfred says, why do you think there was no dogs in the Holocaust? We saw that shit coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's lines like that that make me love the show. (laughs) Which, uh, Bill House, go ahead and fact check that. Did dogs die in the the Holocaust? Give me one second. Yeah, more like 30 minutes. He'll have that in 30 (laughs) minutes. Let's keep going. So Wilfred, uh, he knows something bad is coming. Ryan tells him, he said... uh, I love you, blah, 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 blah. Wilfred says, you know, basically, you're not ready for this. Oh, because he, he also says, uh, or no, the moving in comes later. Yeah. I apologize. But uh, Wilfred does say, you're not ready for this. Yeah. And he says, like, I don't think you love her because you're not telling her the truth. Like, you spend like eight hours a day in your basement. Smoking weed with me. Watching fucking Matt Damon. And you don't even know if I exist. He's like, you don't even know if the basement exists. You yeah. You know what I mean? So... Then we get to, oh, well, Ryan does have another scene with Amanda at work. She says that she loves him. She says that she loves him. Then he tells Wilfred that she's moving in, which with his lifestyle, don't know how that's going to work. No. So he's cleaning up. There's an earthquake. Big dresser falls on little Ryan. Power goes out. Wilfred can't help him. Doesn't have thumbs. Then a hero... Then a hero comes along to the basement. As Mariah Carey says, what's up? Okay. What's up, Millhouse? Go. So when Nazis would take the Jews, they would just leave the pets in the house alone. To... So no dogs died in the Holocaust. No. So basically, well, Hitler did well, have a dog. Hitler had a dog named Blondie, which is where the band Blondie got there, their name there was from. A lot of, there was a lot of cats and dogs that were killed by Nazis, but they were British dogs and cats. Mm, That's okay. what this article says. But another article says that basically no. So dogs were, you know what? Dogs are survivors, dude. They saw Hitler come in. They were like, some dog nope. was like, I'm going to befriend him. Don't worry. We're going to be cool. <laughs> 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 that was the plan. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, then hero comes along. Um, and it's Bruce, but he doesn't know it's Bruce. Bruce is just like, Hey, anyone down there picks the dresser up and then he says Ryan's name. And he's got a uh, like a construction hat on with a big light. Then he like points it down at his face, and you see his Bruce. And he's like Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so Wilfred has asked Bruce to come by with a suitcase. Come to the rescue. In this suitcase, we are told is the proof that Ryan is not ready to have Amanda move in with him. Now, Ryan dismisses this idea. But he's still curious about what's in this case. Because he wants to know. Because uh, Bruce said it was the, the dirty laundry that Wilfred is basically looking for. He's yeah, like, I got, because yeah. Wilfred's like, I got what you, 
he says to Wilfred, I got what you need. So he thinks it's going to be something about Amanda. Bruce says, uh, it's going to cost you, but it won't be that much. Just your eternal soul. And it just lets it lay there for a minute. Wilfred's like, come on, Bruce. <laughs> so then he says, uh, no, he wants a night out at, uh, I think it was Carts, uh, Grub Shack. Or so it was Carl's something, Grub Shack. Yeah. It was, yeah. Some, something Wilfred's like that. Wilfred's like, it's been closed for Bruce, two years. Bruce, you know that's been closed for two years. <laughs> so then uh, Wilfred proposes a game, a game of games, because they love playing games. Winner takes the suitcase. But Bruce wants to face Ryan. And, uh, well, isn't it Bruce suggests that he could play Ryan in the game? Yes, exactly. And then Wilfred gets upset and he says the only way to win is to not play. Yeah. Oh, he's very interesting that he says that because, again, he seems like a saboteur most of the time, but... He's really not. He puts in the nuggets of truth. He points Ryan in the right direction. So here goes this game, and it's just clips of nonsense. Yes. It, it opens with Wilfred like lighting a candle or some shit like that, or Ryan. One of, one of them was. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Bruce comes out of nowhere in this mask. And Ryan says, why the hell is he wearing that mask? It's like a pig mask. It's pretty scary. It's scary. And he's like, woo. Yeah. He, come, he comes out of the shadows and uh, Bruce gets a point because Ryan said, why the hell is he wearing that mask? And the game is called, why the hell is Bruce wearing that mask? <laughs> and R- Ryan asks again, why the game is called, why the hell is Bruce he wearing has two points? He, Bruce has two points. And then we see them uh, just doing nonsense. Uh, he eats a leech off of Bruce's head. Bald head. Bald head. Yeah, it's gross. Um Bruce throws noodles on him at one point. Yeah. I mean, they're just, it's nonsense. Eventually it comes down to a riddle. Uh, go ahead. What dwells in the blue has a sunset, I can't even speak, a sunset face with a nose like a dagger with a wood at its base. Hmm. Do you know what that is, Millhouse? No, I don't know what that is. Did he watch the episode? It's been a while. He's seen it before. Yeah, I've definitely watched it. Oh, yeah, you watched it with us. He's watched, yeah, yeah. He's watched a lot so, of Wilfred. Ryan can't get it, uh, but Wilfred gives what seems like a hint. He says, only two can play this game. And Ryan's starting to walk away, but then he's like, wait. He's like, a toucan, which makes sense. It's like, oh, a toucan. It's not a toucan. It is, do you have the answer? Martin Van Buren. Martin Van Buren. Bruce is like, it's obvious. <laughs> So, uh, Ryan has lost. He had a, a serious case of rosacea. Which is the sunburnt face thing. Yeah. So, Ryan has lost, but Wilfred proposes sudden death. And if he loses... Monchichi Clown Bubbles. Yes. Calls Monchichi Clown Bubbles, which we are told is sudden death. And if Wilfred loses, what part of his body is he losing? Loses his tail. Bruce gets to cut it off. Yep. And he says to Ryan, I guess from now on, if you lose, I'll just have to tell you when I'm happy. Not that I'll ever be happy again. So a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Truth or dare is the game. Now, again, Wilfred tells him, take truth. Choose truth. That's how you win. He says, no, Wilfred, you're trying to sabotage me. Dare. Actually gets a pretty simple dare. Because Bruce just says, call your dad. Because, uh, again, more background on the show. 
uh, Ryan, I keep saying Wilfred and Ryan. Um, Ryan used to work for his dad, big law firm. His dad, we find out they have a very strained relationship. And he leaves the law firm and then tries to kill himself. Mm -hmm. That's how everything kicks off. So he, Bruce says, uh, call your dad, tell him it was your fault and you want to come back to the firm. And he dials his number uh, and Ryan can't do it. And what I thought was interesting is that Bruce knew Ryan's dad's number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he picks up the phone and it's Ryan's dad saying, Ryan, Ryan, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah. But again, in Ryan's head, no red flag. So then he says truth because he can't do the dare. So what is the truth that he has to say? Uh, I, I can't remember. What is it? I can't remember either. That's why I asked you. Well, I think I think he won. I think <laughs> oh, by just, cho- oh, yeah, when he chooses, chooses truth, he, truth, just, wins. He just yeah, wins. Yeah. yeah, he just wins. But then, so Bruce loses this game of whatever. Ryan gets to see what's in the case. He opens it, and it's this giant clock. He thinks it's a bomb. Clock. He thinks it's a bomb. But Wilfred says. Go ahead and press the stop button, and you're going to see it's a timer. It's been counting how long. You've it's going been, up. Yeah, and it's over 12 hours. And this is the proof that he's not ready to have a man to move in with him because he, as Wilfred says, you have been in your basement playing nonsense games for 12 hours with your neighbor's dog and a strange na- man named Bruce. Which, that is hard-hitting truth. Yeah. That is the proof you ain't ready for this. Mm-hmm. So that hits him hard. He he goes upstairs and Amanda's showing up because it's been all he, night. He realizes that there was also an earthquake where he's yes. like, oh, shit, there was an earthquake. So he made that up, too, in his head. Mm-hmm. He runs outside. You think you don't think the earthquake actually happened? No. Do you think it did? Because his house is fine. His house is fine, it, but it was enough of an earthquake to where he got knocked out. I think the earthquake happened. Okay, it could have. I mean... That's the thing, though, with this show. It's like you never know if it happened or it didn't happen. You know what I mean? So Amanda's showing up. She's got all her shit. And he's freaking out when she's in the house. And then he says, uh, we need to take a break. She's crying. She's like, how long of a break? And he's like, a long break. And she says, I love you. And he doesn't say it back. So she leaves. She's you know, melts down on the, the, the front yard. She's crying. Wilfred actually goes and comforts her. And then uh, they're on the beach, Wilfred and Ryan smoking weed. And there actually is a, some, some great lines here because Ryan does say, uh, if I really loved her, then I would have uh, told her the truth. And Wilfred says, you lie to her because you love because her. Because you love her. And then he also explains to, to Ryan, that's why I lie to you sometimes, because I love you. Which that's a that's a running theme in this show too, which is the truth versus lies and whether you can whether lies can be based on love. Because there's a lot of people who love each other in this show who lie to each other. Um, we find out later Ryan's dad is an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan's mom is an example. Ryan's sister. Ryan's sister, yeah. But that's an interesting thing. Um, the idea that can a can a lie be based on love? Or is a lie in itself an act of hate? Then I mean, it, I don't think there's an answer. I'm just... I, yeah, I don't think there's an answer to that either. Then it goes back to truth. 
truth will make you miserable up front, but it'll also set you free. Right. So maybe it is best to just tell the truth. So then we're on to what we consider to be Bruce's last appearance. Yes. Fuck Billy Baldwin. Fuck him, dude. Say it. Say fuck Billy Baldwin. Fuck Billy Baldwin. Go ahead, Millhouse. Yeah, fuck Billy Baldwin. Oh, his sound is the oh, weakest, yeah, didn't it? So weak. <laughs> I'm a Billy Baldwin fan now. He's <laughs> my favorite actor, dude. He's the best Baldwin brother best there Baldwin. is. <laughs> uh, so this this episode is called uh, Distance. Season three, episode ten. Yes, and go ahead and give us the quote. Sometimes it's necessary to go a long distance out of the way to come back a short distance correctly. What do you think that means? You have to take a detour to get to where you're going, to get on track, and it'll mm. it'll be out of the way. It's just the, the nature of life sometimes, where you have to go way out of your way just to get to your destination, even though it might be 10 feet in front of you. You right. might have to go 50 feet out of the way to go around. Right, just to take that one step forward. Sometimes you have to go on this long fucking sideways journey, which is why most people stay very static in life, because... It's like, why would I take this long-ass detour just to take one step forward? Ain't fucking worth it. So. And that was by Edward Albee. Okay, yes. Um, And then uh, to give some background on this season, we won't get too much into it because you really have to watch the show to get it. But there's a picture, a picture from when Ryan was a kid that has Wilfred in it. Wilfred's in the background. He has memories of drawing the picture. And that's what makes him think, oh, Wilfred's been here before. And he's talking to his sister about it. Who says she drew it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's being very dismissive about it. So when Ryan goes to confront, well, Wil- Wilfred's outside the door, we should say. <laughs> he's, he's scratching at the door. Uh, Ryan is a little bitch, but he hasn't finished yet. It's yeah. like B-I-T-C. And he was going to say Ryan is a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. It's a compliment. Like Kid Rock. Yeah, like Kid Rock, dude. Um, But... To, to skip ahead to the, the next scene, uh, this is the first time it's Ryan's idea to go see Bruce. Yeah. Because he says, well, Bruce has to know something about you because Bruce is the only other person who can see you. Wolford gets defensive yeah, and he Wolford's says, like, no way. Bruce is a snake. Yeah. And he also starts talking nonsense about him and Bruce are masters of the mind game. He's like, don't try to. Because Ryan says, what if, I, what if I mind game you? Wilfred's like, you can't do that. And then he knocks on the wall, and Wilfred's like, oh, someone's at the door. Goes to check it. This happens about three or four times. And he's going through Wilfred's phone. Yeah, and, and he, he gets finds, Bruce's number. Yeah, It's the first time that it says Bruce's full name, too, which is Bruce McCombs. Bruce McCombs. I like that. And then he goes to see Bruce. And Bruce looks very different from the other times we've seen him. He has uh, you know, a big sun hat on pink shirt and he's gardening he's at this very suburban house which is not where you'd expect to see bruce no no and he even says he takes ryan in and he goes because ryan says this isn't what i expected for you he's like oh what ryan you think i killed some old elderly couple took their identity some old asian couple yeah now now i'm cashing their social security checks and he's like no he's like i know i come across that way (laughs) Uh, it turns out no he is uh what are the women's names? He's got a woman. He's he's basically become the stepfather to 
uh, this teenage girl. Yeah, and he's dating this this lady. This very moved in lace lady. He has he has like a life with her. They're on a Christian retreat mm-hmm. at the moment, um, and he also says, "Shoes off." That's Tammy's rule. So then they're talking about Wilfred. Bruce again talks very vaguely. We never really get like the full story of who the fuck Bruce is. Because again, I discount that fucking fourth season episode. Yes. So any explanations from that don't fucking count. So Bruce uh, proposes an idea. Wilfred is a bad dog. Well, he wants to know the truth about why he sees. Because he says, is this crayon related? Yes. So he acts like I do know something about this picture. Mm hmm. What he wants in return for this supposed information he has is Wilfred's testicles. And he says, Wilfred is a bad dog. He's an aggressive dog. And the only way to make him unaggressive is to snip the nuts off. Take his balls. Take he, his balls. he wants to own Wilfred's balls. Yeah, he wants him in a glass jar. Just set him up on his mantle and admire those nuts. What do you think of this, Millhouse? It makes dogs less aggressive, but that's gross. Riveting stuff from Millhouse. (laughs) On with the episode. So, uh, Ryan, again, Ryan has a plan. He goes to speak to uh, Wilfred. He says, I talked to Bruce. He feels guilty about it. Has a very guilty conscience. Mm. Like someone we know. Yeah, there is someone we know. He's guilty guilty about everything. No. I don't know who you're talking about. We're talking about you, Millhouse. So Wilfred proposes, well, we could trick Bruce by going to this restaurant called Vincenzo's. Who has great meatballs. Gourmet meatballs. He's very excited about these meatballs. And he says they happen to be the only Italian restaurant in town that makes meatballs that look exactly like dog testicles. Ryan is a little suspicious. And Wilfred says, why? Do you think it's because me and Bruce are banned from Vincenzo's? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, that's not it. Yeah. So Ryan uh, obviously presumes this is all about meatballs. And (laughs) he takes uh, Wilfred to, well, he tells him he's taking him to Vincenzo's, but they end up at an animal clinic. Yes. All that happens is Wilfred gets his ears clean, but before he, he starts freaking out, once he realizes yeah. they're at the vet, the, the fucking vet people come out mm-hmm. and they're like trying to wrangle Wilfred because he's losing his fucking mind because he's like, he's going to take my nuts. Yeah. And so uh, before Wilfred wakes up, uh, Ryan puts a bandage well, he, over his nuts yep, and then he punches him, gives him nuts. a good donkey punch, which wakes, <laughs> which wakes uh, Wilfred up. And Wilfred is informed you no longer have balls. And Wilfred immediately starts acting very feminine. He gets up very emotional. And he's like, I hate when this I is like this. This is not PC, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no. This is not the Wilfred we know and love. But he's very upset. And Ryan thinks he's mind-gamed him. And he's about to tell him you didn't lose your balls. But then Wilfred reminds him of all the bad stuff he's done to him. Like registering him as a sex offender in another state. All this other shit. And then Ryan's like, all right, I'm going to let this play out. So then uh, they're just out and about. Again, Wilfred is very uh, femming it up. He's looking at purses. He wants to go shopping. He's putting his, his ears in a ponytail, says he's ha- his ears are having a bad day. They go home, 
and he's got all these shopping bags and he's like, I'm going to put this sweater on. Come tell me if it looks fierce. Ryan walks into the room and he's like, there's something I got to tell you, Wilfred. And then he gets knocked out by, by the purse. Wil- by Wilfred. And then he wakes up and he's tied to the bed and his He's in his underwear. In his underwear. And he's got uh, ice, ice on his, on his nuts. Yep. Wilfred's like, are they numb yet? And Wilfred has a big knife, and he explains, now that I've lost my balls, in order for us to keep being friends, you've got to lose your balls. So we, he goes, what's his line? He goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, we're going to be such bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to uh, cut his balls off. We find out Wilfred knew the whole time. He didn't lose his balls. Then ensues a donkey punch fight. Where they just, just keep punching each other. Yeah, they the keep nuts. punching each other in the balls. And then Wilfred again comes up with the idea. Bruce is behind this. Only Bruce could turn us on each other like this. Bruce <laughs> is the mind game master here. <laughs> so the idea is, again, to go get Vincenzo's gourmet meatballs. Bring them to Bruce. Make him think that they're Wilfred's balls. So Ryan shows up to see, <laughs> to see Bruce. <laughs> With a bag of what we assume are meatballs. Now he says to Bruce, because the trick is that they're going to play is they're going to say Wilfred got the operation, but he died. Yes. That's what he says. And Bruce starts freaking out because he's like, which Dwight Yoakam is great when he can just go to 11 and yell. Yeah. And be psychotic. Yeah. And he's just like, what? No, without Wilfred, I have no purpose. And I love when he goes... Ryan's like, what about uh, Tammy and Brenda or whatever the daughter's name is? And he like, says they're shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, Bruce pulls out a gun. Bruce has always got a gun. And he's like, uh, you know, I ain't living like this. Puts the gun in his mouth, shoots himself in the head. And Ryan's like, holy shit. <laughs> Bruce is once again dead. Wilfred comes in again about 10 seconds later. We hear, hi, Ryan. And it's Bruce. He's alive. Yeah. Even though we saw blood go all over the fucking he took He took a special effects class <laughs> yeah. that Wilford I, apparently made fun, fun of him for taking yeah. at one point. Yeah. So then, uh, again, Wilford explains it was all about the meatballs. Bruce was just in it for the meatballs because they were banned from Vincenzo. So they're about to enjoy these two gourmet Vincenzo meatballs. Wilford eats his right away. And Bruce is kind of savoring his, moving around in his hand. And Ryan explains, no, I'm the mind game master. Because when we were at the hospital, I stole two dog testicles. Which, do you think he really did? I think he did, yeah. I think he did too, but damn, that must have been hard. Like, are dog testicles just that readily? He said they were in the waste bin. Is that what they do? They just throw them in the trash? I guess so. So anyway, uh, Wilford finds out he just ate a dog testicle. Bruce is very angry. He throws it. He goes, you're telling me I am not going to be dining on Vincenzo's gourmet meatballs today? He's just like, get out of my house. Get the hell out of my house. Because it was all for nothing in Bruce's opinion. Then. Yeah, as, as Wilfred says, Bruce was in it for the meatballs. Ain't getting any fucking meatballs. Um, oh, uh, before we go on, a little shameless self-promotion. Dwight Yoakam, by the way, plays a big part in my book, Nye, the music of Dwight Yoakam. Available on Amazon. Go get it now if you love Dwight. So they're walking out. Wilfred says, 
Wilfred actually doesn't mind that it was a testicle. He says it was pretty tasty. Yeah. He, we, sa- he got the other one, and he's saving it for later. Yeah. We, <laughs> the one that Bruce threw. And we find out as the series goes along, Wilfred eats uh, some real nasty shit. Uh, he eats literal shit most of the time. So then we end this. They're on the... Uh, they're smoking weed on the couch again. And what was... Was there a lesson to this episode? This was definitely the most chaotic. <laughs> well, it got Ryan's mind off of finding, like, what, he got so caught up in the moment that he yeah. even forgot what he was doing. Yeah, it, wasn't it was a, a distraction. Or or, uh, or Wilfred's origin, which he does kind of see the, 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 the picture, and he does scratch one of the images, and there's some stupid symbol that comes up, mm-hmm. which season four basically deals with all that shit. The Flock I, of the Gray Shepherd. Yeah, Flock of the Gray Shepherd. There you go. Um, and then, I mean, that's pretty much it. Then we deal with, uh, well, they do have a rape conversation. They do. Which, uh, Wilfred goes, you know, if you could get away with it, would you rape? Ryan says no. And after a long while, Wilfred goes, yeah, me neither. So Millhouse, if you could rape and get away with it, would you do it? Dude, no, I definitely would not do that. Did that convince you the way he said that? No, it didn't convince me. He's like, no, I would not do that. I would not do that, dude. Would you do that? No. No, I don't need it to be We're not fucking animals, Millhouse. Yeah. I'm not either. No one said you were, bud. Oh, my gosh. No one said you were. I would not do that. (laughs) Do what? Rape or fucking animal? What? No, neither. (laughs) Neither. But you think raping animals is okay, right? No. Because no. it's legal in West Virginia? Oh, my God. Uh, true, a, true or false, is it legal to fuck a dog if it's over 32 pounds in West Virginia? I don't think that's true. Is that true? I mean, <laughs> no. That's you're, def- you're, the, you're the young Jamie of this situation, that's Millhouse. Def- that's definitely not true. Go ahead and look that up. I'm going so, to look that up. While he looks that up, this really was about Bruce. So what do you think of Bruce? I think Bruce represents the— uh, yeah, What is he in the, Ryan's journey? The darker side of things, he represents, I would probably say, like the, like Wilfred, we were talking earlier about how he's chaotic good, Bruce is chaotic evil, Mm -hmm. or chaotic neutral at times. Yeah, that that could be true, because he, I I don't think he has any sort of, at least from what we can see, he has no vested interest in Ryan's journey. He doesn't give a fuck. He's He's just one of those meatballs. He's in it for the meatballs, exactly. He's in it for the surface pleasures. He is controlled by his id. Which Dwight Yoakam, again, perfect guy to play this part. Yeah. Great fucking actor. Great musician. Favorite Dwight Yoakam song? Uh, Guitars and Cadillacs. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great rocking fucking song. So yeah, Bruce, uh, I mean, to me, Bruce is like, he's just a great, he's a great TV character because he was never overused. He was... Like the one episode of season thing I love, I wish he came back for season four. I, I wish know. I wish Dwight could have put a pin in that story because and also here's the other thing about Billy Baldwin playing him. I guess recasting doesn't bother me too much, but it's just like I, It bothered me in this season. You instance. picked Billy Baldwin. You didn't even pick like the crazy Baldwin. You didn't pick Daniel Baldwin at least, the fucking heroin addict. It's like at least pick someone who, if they're not going to reach Dwight's level, it's going to be like stunt casting where you're like, oh, Jesus, that's Daniel fucking Baldwin. What do you think Bruce represents? 
again, I think Bruce, I, I, I'm more in agreement with the chaotic neutral thing because I don't think Bruce, I don't think Bruce cares about whether Ryan figures his shit out or not. He is the id. He's all about surface pleasures, which is what I love about him. Like when he says he's in it for the meatballs, he's in it for the fucking meatballs. Yeah. He's there for the yucks. Because they were banned. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't go into. I think Ryan's state of life as he gets these meatballs for Bruce doesn't matter to him. What matters is he's getting the fucking meatballs. You know what I mean? Did you find it, Milhouse? Yeah, I found it. It apparently it was a law at some point in time. It's been overridden. Oh, it was a law. You could fuck a dog in West Virginia. Yeah, if it was under over, I think it had to be over forty-five pounds. Oh, That's, much more civilized. No, no, <laughs> much more civilized. It's overridden now, but the fact it was a law and the fact that that's now in my search history does not make me feel great about that. This podcast is produced to you by Taylor Miller. Uh, Millhouse has a tiny dick. Millhouse has a tiny dick. Millhouse has a tiny dick.